Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline here at 537, joined by ABC News correspondent Jay O'Brien with the latest out of the White House in Washington. Good morning, Jay. What is the latest in the nation's capital? Good morning. Well, the latest is this is this period in the Capitol where things are somewhat sleepy. Congress is out. The president is not vacationing. He's at the White House for Christmas. Uh, He's at the White House today as well. We haven't seen his full schedule yet. We don't know if he's going to go anywhere later this week. They're going to release that at some point today in theory. Excuse me. But what we do know is that it's all set against the backdrop of a couple of different things. One is that massive, as you've no doubt seen and heard, winter storm that's impacting flights across the country, travelers across the country. We know that the federal government monitors things like this. Um, and, and then the second thing is that the, the president and first lady's own plans of how they celebrated Christmas. Again, they were at the White House for the Christmas holiday, but also on Friday they did what has now become a tradition for them because they did it last year as well. They went to what's called Children's National Hospital, which is a children's hospital in Washington, D.C. The First Lady read stories to the kids, the patients there. Uh, And then there is this iconic photo, or slowly becoming iconic. You're seeing a lot on social media. It's the reason I'm kind of describing it here, in case you see it on social media going forward, of President Biden leaning in to this, to the bed, almost the crib, of a patient there, a 10-month-old patient at Children's National who's in a, a cardiovascular unit of the hospital who has spent her entire life, the hospital says, there in that hospital and will spend Christmas there as well. So if you see this picture going around, President Biden is wearing a black mask, which is required when you visit that hospital, leaning in, uh, touching a, a young patient at Children's National. That's what that is from. That's from Friday, that now you know common tradition for the First Lady and the President. And, of course, we also know that uh, we're just weeks away from a week away, pretty much, from the beginning of a new Congress and a lot uh, kind of still getting flushed out as far as the makeup leadership of uh, especially the House once uh, things turn over next week. Yeah, and and that's going to be a much different position for President Biden, one that he hasn't been in for this entire administration, right? He's had a Democratic-controlled House and a Democratic-controlled Senate. Come January 3rd, it's going to be a Democratic-controlled Senate and a Republican-controlled House, and the Republicans in the House have promised to begin early on into investigations into President Biden, into Hunter Biden, into the administration itself. The first press conference that House Republicans had after clinching uh, uh, control of the House a few days after Election Day was about Hunter Biden. So we know that's going to be a priority for them, and we know that's going to be a focus for them going forward. But as you said, House Republicans still have to figure out who's going to lead them, right? Kevin McCarthy needs 218 votes to become the next Speaker of the House, a job he has long coveted. And there are five Republicans right now who say that they will not flip for McCarthy, and that's a potentially fatal number because of how slim the House Republican majority is in Congress. So, so the question that's really going to confront House Republicans in the next few weeks, and we know Kevin McCarthy is going to be working on this in the next week, is can he get all of those Republicans, 218 of them, in the same boat to become the next speaker, or are we looking at this long, protracted process playing out on the House floor 
where there's ballot after ballot after ballot and nobody has enough to become the speaker and there's got to be some deal making done. Yeah. And then you wonder, you know, first of all, does, does the American public have the stomach for the investigations that the Republicans are promising? Because that could cause a lot of public sentiment to turn as well. And uh, we know Colorado Congressman Lauren Boebert has vowed that McCarthy will not get that speaker position if she has anything to do with it. Yeah, she's one of the five. She might even be the sixth, depending upon how you look at the mm-hmm. numbers. She might even be an extra on top of that, but you're exactly right. Matt Gates is another one, and they have both said they will be no McCarthy on every single ballot. And again, there's a few others who have said the same thing. There's also a faction of Republicans who say they are only McCarthy, meaning on every single ballot they will vote for McCarthy, which means <laughs> that somebody else would not get a majority. What is it was speaker, okay right? so, was the button? Oh, okay, it was yeah. a button that they <laughs> distributed, and it said, okay, they meant it to say only Kevin, but instead it just says, okay, he's okay, yeah, and, I guess. And I, I cover Capitol Hill most days of the week, and, and those buttons were floating around. And honestly, I can tell you, it took a little bit for us to figure out what they were, um, like why you were wearing a button that said OK. But um, eventually, yeah, it came out that they were the only Kevin caucus. And so the question is, like, if there's a group that's only for Kevin McCarthy and then there's a group that's never for Kevin McCarthy, who, who can get a majority, who can get that 218 if there's this factionalization? One side has got to break. The dam's got to break on one of those sides. Uh, And the question hanging over this is who goes first? Yeah. And, you know, one question might be, you know, uh, of those that you would assume would be one of the never McCarthy's, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene coming out saying that she would be supportive, I think largely due to some uh, prominent committee positions. But uh, could she kind of be that catalyst to maybe convince, you know, the Boberts or the Gates, things like that, you know, kind of her cronies, for lack of better terms, to uh, at least get something done, maybe in hopes of getting their agenda passed in a different way? Well, I can tell you that that was the hope, at least, from the McCarthy team, is that she would be this bridge between the further right part of the Republican conference and McCarthy's team and some of the more moderates. That said, though, we haven't seen that play out right now. What we've heard from those never-Kevin Republicans is that, you know, Matt Gates is a good example, um, who has said to, to me and other reporters directly that he you know, is an ally of Marjorie Taylor Greene, that it's probably one of his closest allies in Congress, but he disagrees with her on this front, um, and he's not going to flip. And so uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's position seems clear. She's putting out op-eds. She's saying she is in the boat for Kevin McCarthy. She is pulling ahead towards a Kevin McCarthy speakership. But whether or not she can flip those other Republicans who typically, you're right, are aligned, are aligned with her on a lot of other issues – that remains to be seen, and right now the answer to that is no. Very interesting to see how it uh, plays out over the uh, next week or so. Jay, we appreciate your time. Thank you.